On today's show, we'll highlight which automakers' platforms have produced the most vehicles in 2018. Toyota reveals the new Corolla sedan, and a logistics company in Singapore unveils electric commercial vehicles powered by supercapacitors. All that and more coming right up on AutoLine Daily. This is AutoLine Daily, the voice of the global automotive industry. An automaker's vehicle platform will typically spawn several different models. And can you guess what the top platforms are in terms of production? Auto Forecast Solutions reports that Volkswagen's MQB A1 platform has produced nearly 2.7 million vehicles globally in 2018. The MQB platform has several different designations, and A1 refers to vehicles like the Golf and Jetta. Next on the list is Honda's GSP platform, which features the Civic and CRV. GM's new Delta II platform has produced nearly 2 million vehicles. The Cruze, Volt, and Equinox all ride on the platform. And Toyota occupies the fourth and fifth spots with its MC and 330N platforms. MC has vehicles like the Corolla, Prius, and RAV4, while the N platform features several Lexus vehicles and the Toyota Crown, which is sold in Japan. Auto Forecast predicts there will be some big changes in the platform leaders by 2025. We'll highlight those next week. Jaguar is running into big problems with diesels, and it has nothing to do with cheating on emissions. Nearly 90% of the cars that it sells in Europe are equipped with diesel engines, at a time when many European customers are turning away from the engine. And as a result, Moody's just cut Jaguar's bond rating three levels below investment grade. And that's going to make it more expensive for Jaguar to borrow money, just as it has to invest heavily in electric vehicles. Even though Jaguar just started selling the electric I-Pace, sales of that vehicle are very unlikely to make up for the fall-off in the sales of diesels. A logistics company based in Singapore may be the first to use commercial electric vehicles that have supercapacitors, not just batteries. The logistics company is called Avavi, and the supercapacitors are made by a company called eSynergy, which is also based in Singapore. The supercapacitors are infused with graphene and are said to provide 40% greater range than light commercial vehicles that rely solely on batteries. Supercapacitors can charge and discharge electricity far faster than batteries, but have typically lacked an energy density. Avavi says it has an electric truck that offers 185 miles of range and can be recharged in two hours with a level three fast charger. And it claims the capacitors can operate efficiently in ambient temperatures as high as 150 degrees Fahrenheit, all the way down to 40 below. Still to come, the drop in passenger car sales forces Toyota to cut production of the Camry. Auto Line Daily is brought to you by Bridgestone Tires. Your journey, our passion. Dow Automotive Systems, advanced materials that deliver better results. Lear, a global leader in automotive seating and electrical systems. And by ExxonMobil. Earlier this year, Toyota revealed the new hatchback version of the Corolla and now it just took the wraps off the new sedan. Its styling has been updated, and while the wheelbase is the same as the outgoing model, its height has been slightly reduced, the front overhang was shortened, and the rear overhang was slightly extended. 
An updated version of the 1.8 liter engine from the previous model carries over, but it's also available with a new 2 liter four cylinder. The engines can be mated to a six speed manual or a CVT. A hybrid version will also be available for the first time in the US, but details about that model will be revealed at the LA Auto Show in a couple of weeks. The new Corolla will arrive at dealerships in the US in the spring of 2019. But it's entering a tough market with consumers ditching passenger cars in favor of trucks and SUVs. Sales of the Corolla are down 11% so far this year, and the Camry is down 6% as well. And that's why Bloomberg reports the company is cutting back on Camry production, but it didn't reveal by how much. Toyota, Nissan, and Honda say they're still bullish on passenger cars, but it seems they're just putting on a brave face, and it shows they need to start making adjustments to the drastic change in consumer tastes. And the switch from sedans to utility vehicles is not just in the U.S., it's a global phenomenon. And that's why Chevrolet introduced a new SUV concept at the Guangzhou Auto Show. Styling is very similar to the new Blazer, but it's actually bigger with the third row and individual seating for up to six. Chevy calls it the FNR Carryall, which is a throwback name to the 1935 Suburban Carryall. Speaking of throwback names, it's also going to revive the Monza nameplate for a new midsize sedan. You know, it's kind of funny how China is now getting several vehicle names that were once popular in the U.S. You may also remember it currently sells a Chevrolet Cavalier in the country as well. Coming up next, how a traditional supplier is making the transition to electrification, autonomy, and mobility. Scheffler is a traditional auto supplier that makes parts for engines, transmissions, and chassis. But now electrification, mobility, and autonomy is forcing the company to transition away from traditional components. And on AutoLine this week, we're joined by Jeff Hemphill, the chief technology officer of Scheffler Group USA. And he talked about the types of new technology it's developing and why he believes the company is in a unique position to deliver those products compared to its competitors. We make everything from washers to windmills, so we have unique uh, capability to really tightly integrate things um, together in a way that a lot of other suppliers can't do because they have to go out and source a lot of those components. But we can bring all our engineers to the table and uh, come up with new ideas that fit better or work better because of that vast library of parts and processes that we have. Um, so one example of that, we're, we're just launching right now uh, what we call a hybrid module. Um, it's a perfect fit for this uh, pickup truck SUV rear-wheel drive market here. Um, but it's basically electric motor, torque converter, disconnect clutch, and damper sandwiched between engine and transmission. And we managed to be... Uh, about 65 millimeters shorter than any of our competitors could manage that because we make everything in there. So we got the engineers together. We said, what if we take this out? Can you put that in your part, put it together and make it fit? So now we're rolling that into production. And then we have to look uh, at the next step, like electric axles for fully electric cars. Similar thing applies there. Um, because we make everything in the gearbox and the electric motors. So we're looking at not just how can I bolt these things together, but how can I really engineer them up as a system together, make a smaller, higher torque density electric axle, for example. So it's, again, combining all those uh, 
crazy inventors together until they come up with something sane. <laughs> that whole discussion is available to watch right now on our website, or you can find it on our YouTube channel. But that's it for today. Thanks for watching. We'll see you right back here again on Monday. Wards is the industry leader for news, data, and analysis. That's why companies across the globe subscribe to our premium service, maybe even your own. Log in for subscriber access now. Check your company's intranet for details and rely on wardsauto.com to keep you informed.